Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is a journey into sound. Much as you try to bury it, the truth is out there. Truth lives right here, Houston. On this day, I see clearly. Sports Radio 610 presents Area 45 with Bijani and Creighton. Yeah, here we go. Happy Thursday, everybody, on Sports Radio 610. We are Area 45. He's Patrick Creighton. I'm Sean Bijani. We've got Jay Samuel producing for us once again this evening as the uh, drive continues to steal our producers. It's all good. I think we're going to be back with a full house tomorrow. Is that what I'm uh, told? Is Chris Santiago going to be back with us? The rumors in the Twitter sphere are C-Sex will be back. Yeah, there we go. C-Sex. We need to find out if Jace has a really cool Twitter name uh, like Chris Santiago. (laughs) Something tells me it... um, it's got to be a little bit better than C-Sex, but it's kind of growing on me. Uh, speaking of Twitter, you can follow us at Creighton, the number one, at Sean Bajani for myself. Uh, hit us up, be a part of the show, 713-572-4610, You can call, text, uh, be a part of it that way as well Jace, as Twitch and YouTube. have you ever tagged a Kardashian? I'm going to say no. No. Have Come you on! Ever, have you ever uh, mentally tagged a Kardashian? No. Of course. Come on. <laughs> All right. Well, he's he's never thought about it, so I can't call him Ray Jace. <laughs> Ray Jace. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you see what he did there? Oh, man. You have mentally tagged all of the Kardashians. Uh, and except Chloe. Except Chloe. <laughs> you know what? I call BS on that. Everybody hates on Chloe, but uh, I feel like in recent years, yeah, Chloe's uh, stepped up her game a little bit. Um, there are times... Yeah. When when she looks pretty good. Yeah. But James Harden's been there. No, I mean, I don't care if just, it's a filter. I don't care if it's uh, all the makeup in the world. There are times, as I, you say. She was with James yeah. Harden. I cannot be where Chippendale Rescue Rangers have been. I, just, I can't. <laughs> Did that texter kill it for you last night? Who are we talking about? Sophie Hall? Is that the chick that got with uh, Tyreek Hill and broke her leg? Oh, no. I, I, I'm totally down with that. <laughs> Well, he only broke her leg. He didn't break her anywhere else. We got a text when we were talking about that story last night that says, yeah, Harden hit that. (laughs) Those are misrepresentations, fabrications, and outright lies. Just choose not to believe that one. I'm going to move on by. I I don't know about it, so it didn't happen. Yeah, that one's going to miss me, too. I I don't care. I don't care. However, um, what did not miss us today is the combine, man. That's officially underway. We're excited because we're going to talk to... uh, Charlie Campbell from uh, WalterFootball.com. He's in Indianapolis at the Combine. He's going to join us in about 20 minutes to uh, chop it up. Uh, He's been out there. Uh, That's some of the best analysis, most comprehensive uh, football analysis you can get anywhere. uh, WalterFootball.com. Charlie's a longtime friend. He is one of the absolute best in the business. This is what he does. He does draft mocks and player evaluations he is he is among the best in the business he's a great dude and and knows great guy. his stuff love that guy great guy yeah excited he's to also talk one to of the few people on earth paler than me uh, and, and us extremely non 
uh, tan people. I call BS. I call BS. Oh, no, he's... <laughs> You're he's, wearing a white hat today, so uh, it's a little worse. He, uh, <laughs> Charlie is very pale. Charlie's a redhead. He's very pale. A ginger. Yeah, he is. He is a ginger. But he is... He is absolutely, like, Casper white. Jeez. Which is awesome because I'm only like one small. Is he like powder? Remember that movie Powder? Uh, I did not see that movie. Stop. Didn't see it. What? I know, what the hell do I want to watch that movie for? Do you even know what it is? Uh, not really. It's about the albino uh, who has like superpowers and um, I don't know, it's been a long time. Yeah. Like, not, not that's mid, mid late 90s. Random albino dude. Yeah. <laughs> it was a really good movie. It sounds like a really bad grunge song. <laughs> Yeah, he kind of the guy kind of reminds me of uh, old somebody you'd see in like a, I don't know like a Depeche Mode music video oh, from back in the day. That's a great reason not to watch that movie. <laughs> REM. He look no screw Depeche Mode. He looks like the the lead singer for uh, REM. Uh, REM. No, Smashing Pumpkins. He's the bald oh, he's guy. Billy Corgan. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> he's Billy. Corgan. Yeah, sorry, but bald Billy Corgan. People out there are like, damn, Bajani, it took you a long time, and you went a lot of different ways to get the freaking Billy Corgan. But like, he's bald, pumpkin head Billy Corgan. Yeah, not, yeah, yeah. Not like early, actually has. Nah, he's bald. Yeah. No, no, bald pumpkin head. Yeah, you got to see that movie. Um, if I have to watch like Star Wars and stuff. Dude, you've had to watch you know, Star Wars for forty years. Yeah, I've not seen one millisecond of it, but. If I have to watch that stuff, because I know I'm going to lose plenty of bets over the course of the next year um, to you, and that's probably going to come out to be one of my punishments, uh, you have to just willingly watch Powder. I remember thinking it was a really good movie. That's one of the ones that I need to go back and watch again. Feeling nostalgic now. Next, you'll tell me you've never seen Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I've seen that. That is not comparable to freaking Star Wars or Star Trek or Porkies? Galaga or whatever the heck. What is it, Porky's? You've seen Porky's? Yes, that predated me, but I have seen Porky's. You see Porky's Revenge. Uh, if there was as much TNA in that one as there was in the original, yeah, that's the whole yeah, reason probably. I watched the movie. That's the whole reason why I watched it. <laughs> probably saw that one when I was so, like 12. The best part about watching these 80s movies is there are parts of it's almost like softcore porn. <laughs> exactly. Why don't they make movies like that anymore? Because they are totally not like that anymore. No, now either it's like hardcore porn or it's you know they're all Amish. Hey, you gotta, I mean, you gotta leave a little bit to the imagination for it to be uh, enticing, interesting. And that was the twelve-year-old me. Um, the forty-one-year-old me is very excited about something completely different than what we are talking about right now. German hardcore porn. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Should I look into this though? <laughs> Why are you referencing? Hey, this? at least I didn't hit you with Japanese hardcore porn. Cause you I, know what that involves? Yeah, well, I, I don't, I don't know, and don't talk about that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say it involves something that your boy Clint loves to talk about. Oh, stop! <laughs> stop. What the hell are you doing? He's to about me? to vomit the can right now. <laughs> Did they talk about that today? No idea. I mean, that's a staple on at least one show per week for the drive. I actually had to do real work today. Yeah, so you didn't get a chance to listen. All right. No, I was I was actually on a call with, um, on a training call for probably half of their show. Yay. And then. Uh, Is that one of the ones where you got it on like speaker and you're just kind of sitting back doing other things? No, that's one of the ones where it's a one-on-one. Oh, fantastic. I got my headphones on and there is somebody on the other side, you know, on the, my screen teaching me how to use a system <laughs> and then I have to share my screen to show them I was paying attention. Look, I know how to do this. And then they say, that's so good. Now do it again. <laughs> and then I do it again. Like, that was great. Now I want you to go back in the other one and I want you to add another step. Yay. How do I do that? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. 20 minutes later. All right, now show me that you know how to do it. <sighs> That's great. Now do it again. Trainings. Um, You're better than me, man. You are a true hustler. I could not do it. I, I will tell you that I did learn a lot. Mm-hmm. When I got off of that training call, I had to, like, repack my brains back into my ears. I'm going to say, did you lose it all after was, you learned it? I was just like, please, no more. Learning is subjective. <laughs> I'm a... I'm, I'm guessing you were far better at school than I was. I, school was always easy for me, but I, I do better at learning by doing. Yeah. Yeah, same. I, I think that's probably the same for a lot, everybody, really. You, you can't teach me how to use a program by 
telling me how to do it if it can't be in front of me so that I can do like, it. Like, follow see. these steps as in, like, Ikea directions? Are you uh, pretty terrible at that? I hate Allen Keys. <laughs> Allen Keys the bane of my existence. In fact, whoever invented the Allen Key should be run over by a speeding bus in Times Square. I don't mind that. It's just... Um, I absolutely freaking hate them. They get stripped too easy. You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't build the... Like the screws, you know, you got to stick the Allen wrench in. They don't make that deep enough. No, and the Allen the, key is, is as big as your friggin' pinky. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, give me an extension that I can just stick yeah. my power drill on there. <laughs> the whole reason I have a stupid yeah, power that's drill. That's so funny because you've told me this before, off air. I did not have you pegged as like a, a power tool guy. Like, oh. You're like oh. Tim the Tool Man Taylor. Like, oh, oh, oh. I did not have you pegged as that if guy. If I can power drill, I'm power drill. I had you as an Allen wrench guy, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, actually, I'm going to get to use my power drill tomorrow. Doing? Putting uh, part of my fence back together. Oh, yay. <laughs> At least it's not 110 out yet. So, so one, of the, one of the sections of the fence uh-huh. is like half hanging over. Yeah. It's probably like all like rotted out or whatnot. But um, I got to go get myself some, some wood from Lowe's. What? And then and some nails or some screws. I gotta go get some some wood and some screws. And I'm gonna re-screw the fence back together with a big band-aid. All right, patch. and after you do that, you're gonna fire up the pit. No, after I do that, I gotta go uh, out to Baytown. All right, and that doesn't sound like uh, much fun. I'm gonna go to poker house. Well, that's fun. There you go. Good job by you. Gonna go to Baytown. Gonna hit the poker house. All right, and then on the way back in, uh, gonna hit a little Italian place, and then. Come to work. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Speaking of work, I've got double duty tomorrow. I'm going to be on uh, In the Loop with Adam Spillane, and then I'll be right back here with you. Nice. And we'll we'll have a hell of a Friday. And we'll be In the Loop Junior tomorrow. Yeah, night. since you're, uh, you're going, <laughs> hold on, you're going to the poker house. At like 1130. Tomorrow? Yeah. You're going to play poker at 1130 in the morning. I'm not going to play poker. I'm going to the poker house. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm, I got, my buddy owns it. I'm going to go talk to him. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. It's work work okay all right i got gotcha. you all right uh you know what's work you know what's work it's trying to figure out who the hell the texans should sign i thought you say work is is rockets twitter it may no, well rockets twitter because there's some that ain't working some, right now there's some takes that's a broke-ass twitter <laughs> account right now if you ask me rock rockets twitter has some takes yeah it's uh, it is work to get through all that lame takes right now i mean you're getting all hot and bothered about this team. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. However, that could be uh, a little bit more lit here in about, uh, I don't know, what would you say, 20 minutes? Or should it be right now? We Do we have the lineups for tonight's game? Jalen Green, questionable, heading into today. Is he out of the starting lineup? Are we going to see Amin Thompson in it, maybe? Do we get an update on that? Uh, ESPN does not have the lineup in it yet. Check Adam Spolane's Twitter account. He'd be one of the first ones to have it. I am anxiously awaiting that because uh, this could be the Wally Pip day, um, to be honest with you. If Amin Thompson can uh, get in that starting lineup, tear it up in the backcourt with uh, Van Vliet, beat the Suns, who I think are going to be without Bradley Beal once again today, uh, that would be a beautiful, beautiful thing. You know what, Emei? You know what? This is important. Just kind of sit down for next week or so. Amin's got this. Jalen, no worries. Sit back and watch. Learn a little bit. So Adam Spillane and Landry Locker have been having a little something-something on Twitter. Uh Uh-huh. Over what, Rockets? Over the Texans. Oh, okay. Of course it's Landry. Yeah. Apparently Adam has gotten Landry to agree to eat a Mel Kuyper draft guide. If the Texans take a tackle at 23. If the Texans take a tackle at 23, Landry has to eat a um, Mel Kuyper draft guide. Yes. So John McClain ate um, the Houston Chronicle years back. That yes, actually he had, did. Yeah, he do you actually remember that? He ate the newspaper. He ate the newspaper. So I could totally see that, yeah. But that's only if the Texans take a tackle, a defensive tackle at number twenty-three. Well, it just said a tackle. I mean, I'm assuming well, taking a freaking left that they right mean tackle, yeah. offensive tackle. Yeah. But if he doesn't delineate offensive tackle, you know, you you could get the whole. Well, that's who. Hey. one of those guys, the tackle. Uh, I'm assuming. Why does I don't know? 
I'm assuming if they were to take a tackle, it's going to be the Byron Murphy kid from uh, Texas. And why would Landry be betting against that? I wonder who Landry thinks the Texans are going to take at 23 if it's not going to be a Texas guy. Not letting his homerisms get in the way, apparently, but he's willing to eat a uh, lot of paper. Uh, According to B. Scott, Uh Jalen Green, who was dealing with a migraine, is available for the Rockets tonight. Just available doesn't mean he's starting. Uh, Yeah, I don't have a – let's see. Yeah, I don't have a starting lineup for them as yet. Oh, crap. All right. Well, we'll wait and see on that. I mean, you get 45 minutes till tip. In between now and then in the time we talk to Charlie Campbell, I do want to mention this. Uh, we got a couple of minutes left to go in this first segment. Saquon Barkley, dude. We've been talking a lot about him, and I think he could probably put the pieces together. But did you see the report today by KPRC's Aaron Wilson? I did not, but it sounds like I want to. Uh, Aaron Wilson said that Saquon Barkley has the Texans as his top target um, this yes! offseason. If, in fact, yes! he officially becomes a free agent come March Yes! 11th. Yeah. Yeah. How about that, man? Uh, here's the quote. The headliner of the running back free agent class is giant star Saquon Barkley, who's targeted the Texans as his top potential destination and has been communicating with Stroud per league sources. Now give him a discount. Yeah, well. You really want to play here? Be down with the discount. We need a discount for it. Like, uh, he's going to cost you about $12.5 million per year. That's the projecting. But you're not kicking twelve and a half out of bed if it's Saquon Barkley. I'm not. But if you really want to be here, can you give me 10? Yeah. I think a lot of other teams would like to have Saquon services as well. Every team would like to have Saquon services. Yeah. But you know what? To me, this, and we're going to talk about it much more later on. Dude is going to go full um, Christian McCaffrey as soon as he gets here. I hope so. I mean, that would be that would be fantastic. This news, like, is obviously, I, w- I would love like everybody else. Saquon Barkley is a Houston Texan, but that was we've kind of known. Like, you're not following these dudes if you're not seriously considering, and only even them. if you're just blowing smoke. You know, whatever. Because this is this is a time of year if you're going to be an impending free agent it's time to have some fun with the people man he wasn't following Bryce Young I just think this is far more about everything and everybody else than it is Saquon Barkley because if that dude is saying that the Texans are his top target and he's one of the most highly sought after free agents potentially if he does become a free agent and not franchise tag or re-signs with the Giants all that crap um, but if he's saying he wants to be a Texan, how many other team or how many other players out there do you think are saying the same thing? Honestly, all of them. That's absolutely huge. Remember, you, remember that, that thing that you played uh, from from Casario yesterday, where it's like a lot of people want to be Texans. We'll see if there's mutual interest. I love that line. That was that was the, like the coolest humble brag. Yeah, we'll see if there's mutual. Interest. I might I might need to get Jace to pull that one. We'll just isolate that. And uh, I, I would like to just play that over and over again at various times during this offseason. But you know what? Saquon wasn't following Terry McLaurin. Yeah. Saquon wasn't following Will Levis. Mm-hmm. Saquon wasn't following Justin Fields. Saquon wasn't following, I can't even say Mac Jones, because he's, who knows if he's going to be in New England. <laughs> Mac. Um, he wasn't even following uh, Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. No, no, he was following C.J. Stroud. Stroud, Dell, he is following Nico, Dell, and you know what? You know what the real kicker here is? Alex Bregman. Damn it! He started following Alex Bregman right hey, after you all know those what? guys. Un- until like November first, mm-hmm. Breggy is all about Houston. Yeah. Hey, and you know what? If uh, impending free agents are endearing themselves to one Alex Bregman on social media, then I'm all here for that as well. Okay, because I need more star power here in the city of Houston that plays for other teams aside from the Astros to uh, keep the allure uh, going for guys like Alex Bregman and Kyle Tucker and Framber Valdez and so many other guys that I don't want to go anywhere. (laughs) They need to stay. Uh, Coming up next, hey, we'll talk to Charlie Campbell. He's a senior draft analyst with WalterFootball.com. We'll get his thoughts, takes, analysis of all things NFL Combine Probably a little free agency, too, if I was to guess next, because he's from Indianapolis at the Combine. Stay here. It's Area 45, Sports Radio 610. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. 
And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Sports Radio 610 presents Area 45 with Bijani and Creighton. I'm Sean Bajani. He's Patrick Creighton. This is Area 45 on Sports Radio 610. Joining us right now on the Sports Radio 610 hotline, a guest uh, from Indianapolis at the NFL Combine. He is Charlie Campbell, senior draft analyst with WalterFootball.com. Charlie, you're on with myself, Sean Bajani. You know Patrick Creighton. Uh, how the heck are things going today? Is uh, You got a little action going on now with the uh, Combine. Yep, we've entered the uh, workout phase of the combine. So, uh, had the front seven going here today, and and then uh, we'll tomorrow get into the DBs, and then quarterbacks on uh, on Saturday, and offensive line. Well, quarterbacks, receivers Saturday, offensive line Sunday. So, yeah, we got a lot of uh, workouts to watch here. Charlie, anybody uh, stand out like really positive or really unfortunate today? Kind of like pop dry, somebody had something really good or really not so good happen today? Uh, well, I wouldn't say anyone had like a, a horrible day or really hurt themselves. I think uh, the first round edge rushers all really stood out and showed that, you know, they definitely have that first round skill set you're looking for, uh, you know, whether you with uh, Dallas Turner, uh, Leatu Latu, and Jared Verse, I think that trio all did really well uh, in the uh, in their 40s, and then the Latu and Verse did well in the field drills, and uh, so I, I definitely think those guys are are on their way to being first round picks. The only question is with Latu, more important than the workouts is the medical evaluation for him because he had a neck injury while at Washington, so some teams are are concerned that they're going to get a, a medical flunk back from their medical staffs with him, but uh, that's still to be determined. So we'll see, but that, that is something that, uh, that is kind of looming and hanging over his, where he might go. I've been seeing all over the internet uh, this evening. Uh, it's of Andre sweat, big hundred, uh, 366 pound lineman running his 40 and five two seven. Were you on hand for that madness today? Uh, no, I, I mean, the media, there's, there's restrictions there and where they have the media at the combine, you can see it better, uh, uh, watching it on TV, you have a better view. So it doesn't make sense for me to go into the stadium for that, uh, given where the league places the media, uh, and actually a lot of teams are doing the same. They aren't attending the workout as much as they used to in the past. Like, for example, I know Andy Reid already left town and uh, a number of other head coaches and GMs left after doing uh, interviews and doing their mandatory media sessions and are just going to watch the tape of the combine instead. So I went Charlie Campbell. WolfFootball.com, draft analyst. Follow him on X Twitter at Draft Campbell. Charlie, uh, I saw you had a mock draft that you tweeted out maybe 10 minutes ago. And, gentlemen, you were just talking about Latu Latu. 
uh, from UCLA. You said he is a guy who you know had a, a neck injury that essentially cost him two seasons, 2020 and 2021. He's now two full seasons removed from uh, from those neck injuries. Uh, what did you see from him today? What have you seen from him this year? I know you watch a ton of film. Uh, I noticed you had him uh, being mocked at 23, and it just so happens the team right down the road, whose stadium that I can see out the window, they pick 23. Yep, that's right. I have him going to Houston in my latest mock draft. Um, but what you saw today, I can summarize in one word, and that is bend. I mean, that guy has serious bending ability for uh, a sturdy, well-built edge rusher. I mean, he looked fantastic going through the hoop drills, dropping his hip. Uh, so with the, you know, that going to actual game, that translates to him getting low, getting underneath offensive tackles, turning the quarter, and getting after the quarterback. Now, as far as him going to Houston, I mean, that I think that really is going to have a big, you know, possibility depending on what happens with John Grenard. As you guys know, I know a bunch of teams in the league are, you know, excited to potentially go after him in free agency. The Texans have a ton of uh, cap space available, so they, they could keep it from keep him from ever getting to the open market if they wanted to. So uh, that'll be, that's really going to have a big impact on, on whether the Texans are in the market to add a pass rusher to go with Will Anderson. Charlie Campbell, our guest on the sports radio, 610 hotline, Charlie, I've seen uh, this other defensive tackle, Byron Murphy from uh, the Longhorns uh, projected to go to the Texans in some of these early mocks. I wanted to get your thoughts on him. Uh, He's met with the Texans already I believe formally is the report that I'd read earlier today is that a guy that could be available to the Texans that early in the first round and do you think um are you kind of sold that they go defensive tackle there regardless of whom it is at 23 oh well you know I I mean I I think that they have enough talent uh you know and cap flexibility that they really you know, unless they lose John Grenard, uh, which would be a big loss considering he had 12 and a half sacks last year and was, you know, a very steady and reliable pass rusher. I, I don't think they, given the young talent on their roster, I don't think they're kind of pigeonholed and have to take a certain position. You know, I, when you think back to some of the other Texans drafts, like, like say 2017 after the Brock Osweiler debacle, you know, and they didn't have the money. They had to take a quarterback that year. They, uh, the year earlier in 2016, they, they were really hurting at the wide receiver position because teams were sending all that extra coverage to DeAndre. And then, so they were really, you know, locked into taking Will Fuller uh, and getting some speed at receiver that year. I, I think right now, they're in a much better situation. They have a strong offensive line, have young talent at wide receiver, young talent uh, in the secondary, um, and and a really guy who's going to be a fantastic edge rusher for a long time And Will Anderson. So I think they have more flexibility to go with the best player available. So definitely tackle could be an option there because there should be some good ones uh, in that range of the draft. I don't think Byron Murphy gets there, but, you know, Sweat could be if they if they value him that high. I think other teams look at him more on in the second round. Some I do know some teams that like him late one possibly, um, but then other tackles like Chris Jenkins from Michigan, really nice player, well-rounded player, could be a, a kind of sneaky good value pick. He hasn't gotten as much attention as he deserves in part because of the Michigan scheme uh, really didn't let him turn it loose and get upfield and go after the quarterback. So, um, but uh, but he is a really good football player, and obviously the bloodlines are tremendous. So, definitely, I think the Texans are sitting in a great spot to just go BPA and get a really good football player and just continue to build up the talent on that team. Charlie, you know, Domingo Ryan's is on record talking about needing to be stronger on that front seven on the defense. That's, you know, a a point of emphasis for him. 
Uh, you've got the Texans going defense again in the second round with Cedric Gray out of North Carolina. What kind of linebacker is, is Cedric Gray? What have you seen from him uh, on film? And uh, is that your take on the Texans, is that they're going to lean heavy into the defense early in the draft? Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of worked out that way. But the linebacker position, I think they could use an injection of youth. I think, uh, you know, Cashman and Harris and Perryman, you know, held up pretty well last season uh, overall. And I think that, you know, they have a nice player in Henry Tuatua uh, to develop with upside, uh, you know. But I do think they could use more youth, especially given the age uh, involved with Perriman there. So uh, Cedric Gray is just a tackling machine, massively productive all over the field for the Tar Heels. Uh, tough run defender, really good instincts. I thought he'd just be a really good fit for D'Amico Ryans. In terms of, you know, the fit and obviously the need the Texans have, like many other teams, various needs all over the place, both sides of the ball. Looking at cornerback, they could be losing, uh, you know, Steven Nelson in free agency this season. Do you see the Texans exploring uh, a cor- the cornerback position uh, at, at, at any point fairly high in this draft. I mean, I know where you've got guys mocked right now. you got a defensive tackle and a linebacker in your first mock. Things obviously may change uh, at the end of this week for you in terms of your mindset, but could you envision the Texans going corner as an answer or a replacement-level player if, in fact, they were to lose Nelson to free agency? Uh, yeah, I think corner is always an option for teams because you can never have enough good ones. And, uh you know, especially with how how expensive they can be in terms of signing veterans and free agency. So uh, I definitely see that as a possibility. You know, in the first round, it's going to depend on when the run on the corner starts as to whether you could have one get there to 23. I have Kool-Aid McKinstry getting there, but I don't have the others of uh, Terry and Arnold, Nate Wiggins, and Quinion Mitchell uh, getting to that pick and uh, Cooper DeJean from Iowa is another possible candidate. He's kind of a corner safety hybrid could really start at three positions in the secondary. So between DeJean and Kool-Aid McKinstry, they could have some good options there. And I think, you know, it, it would make sense in the next, this draft or maybe next year before too long, adding another first round corner, assuming that you could have uh you know, a long-term contract extension uh, for Derek Stingley at some point, you know, then from a salary cap perspective, you have a t- first round talent on a cheap contract and then a, 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 your, you know, more expensive veteran uh, who's also a top first round talent signed long-term. So uh, that makes sense from a money perspective, but where they are, you know, they could have a nice option there at 23. So I think in this league or the passing driven league, you always have to give heavy consideration to taking a good cornerback if he if he's there at your pick. Long time uh, draft analyst Charlie Campbell, WolfFootball.com, with us on the Sets Radio 610 guest line. Charlie, right now, who would you say are guys that are maybe, quote, moving up the board or moving down the board? Hmm. Well, right now, I I think, you know, J.J. McCarthy from Michigan could be moving up. Um, Bo Nix might move down because we're in the time of year where there's it's working out in shorts. Bo Nix doesn't have special arm talent. So, you know, he, he could slide because he's not going to just blow people away by – uh, the arm and the field workouts, uh, McCarthy will look better in that environment. So I could see those those two kind of going opposite directions. Um, and then aside from them, I think uh, you could see uh, Byron Murphy from Texas climb the more the coaches get involved in the process because his tape is really good and he plays low great leverage and i think that the more defensive coordinators and defensive line coaches weigh in on the process i could see him climbing and being a a potential top 16 pick 
Hey, Charlie, really enjoyed uh, you spending a little time with us, man, dropping the knowledge, giving the insights into the combine. I know it's early, and we'll be looking forward to uh, plenty more of your mocks and your analysis uh, in the coming days and the weeks. Uh, again, enjoy the combine, and I appreciate the time, man. Thank you. Great being with you guys. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate you. That's Charlie Campbell of WalterFootball.com, some of the best, most comprehensive football analysis you can get anywhere uh, especially during this time of year with the NFL draft. And we'll look, when we come back, we're going to react. There's a lot to react to, to what he just said in terms of Texans needs, where he has guys slotted. We'll react to that and more next. And if you'd like to weigh in, 713-572-4610, You can get in the conversation as well. Stay there. It's Area 45, Sports Radio 610. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. From the Twin Peaks Studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Area 45 with Bajani and Creighton. He's Patrick Creighton, Sean Bajani with you. It's Area 45. Uh, another uh, big thanks to uh, our guest last segment, Charlie Campbell from WalterFootball.com. Uh, he just put a mock draft out, and we asked him about who he had slotted so far at 23 where your Houston Texans will be picking, and it's a defensive end out of UCLA, uh, Layatu Latu. Uh, that guy is going to be an interesting follow for whomever may take him, Patrick, for a guy that lost a couple of years in college because of a severe neck injury, uh, was told that he may not play football again, uh, to be in the position that he is in, it's a fantastic story. There always seems to be at least one. He might be one of those stories. But when he's talking about this guy and I'm reading through and listening to his analysis as he's speaking to his last segment, the only thing I could think of is like, okay, he obviously laid this out with the worst-case scenario, in my opinion, for the Houston Texans. It's losing your top priority this offseason in my opinion which should be retaining Jonathan Grenard if you choose not to retain Jonathan Grenard if you just can't find a way to meet in the middle how comfortable are you with a rookie starting opposite a second year player in Will Anderson as an edge rusher call me crazy here Sean Uh uh-huh I would like them to re-sign John Grenard and, and <laughs> draft a guy like Latu? That's not crazy. Because I don't think you need two edge rushers. I think you need three. Sure. I think you need at least three because you need to be able to rotate them. Yeah. Uh, you don't want your edge rushers being gassed in the fourth quarter, and then you can't get a rush unless you blitz. Mm-hmm. And if you blitz a really good quarterback, they're going to they're gonna beat your blitz. You know, the best quarterbacks, like C.J. Stroud, the best mm-hmm. quarterbacks know how to beat the blitz. So... Uh, Latu is a guy who suffered a neck injury in a full practice during his sophomore year. Mm-hmm. And the team doctors at Washington, where he was going to college at the time, they determined that his injury didn't recover enough and it would be too dangerous for him to play football and they wouldn't sign off on him playing again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy Lake, who's the head coach of Washington, uh, announced that he had retired when they started spring practice in 2021, that, that Latu had retired. And he stayed there for the first semester before he got in the portal to find a school where he could play again. Right. So he gets to UCLA. UCLA uh, cleared him by the end of spring practice 2022. And he goes on to be the Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Week in Week 4. He had three sacks 
and finished with 10 and a half sacks his first year after missing, you know, essentially two years. Yeah. With a neck injury. Incredible. And then uh, this past year, played all 12 games. He led the nation in TFLs per game, fourth nationally in sacks per game, 13 sacks, led the Pac 12. And he is UCLA's first ever winner of both the Lombardi Award and the Hendricks Award. You know, he might, he's going to be the last guy ever in the history of the Pac-12 in which that sentence holds any weight. Yes. Led the Pac-12, because you can't really do that with Washington State and Oregon State. Next year, you'll lead the Pac-2. <laughs> Maybe you'll lead the WAC. Yeah. Is it going to say the Pac-2? It'd be awesome if it did. <laughs> it really needs to. I mean, come on. <laughs> but, like, this is a guy who, for two years has shown he is healthy, mm-hmm. and he is extremely productive. He is 6'5", 265, 275 270. is what he's listed at here, yeah. And you heard Charlie talk about how he's got great bend, how he can get leverage. Mm-hmm. I would figure when he gets to the NFL, they'll probably put another 10 pounds on him, 10 pounds of muscle, maybe 15, get him up to 280, 285. 6'5", 285 with a lot of bend. 265. Yeah. Well, if so, you're saying so, he puts so weight put 10 on, pounds yeah. On, so let's say 275. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying, yeah. That dude could be a monster. Sure. I'm just looking up real quick. Um, Jonathan Grenard. 6'3", 263 is what he was listed at this year, okay? I, guys weight fluctuates. Uh, and what I'm looking at is uh, according to Pro Football Reference. But I bring him up because... When we were asking D'Amico Ryans and uh, Jock Cesare, who's no longer with the Texans, you know, just about Grenard and even Matt Burke, they all said the same thing. You know, what the anomalous, and that those that's my word, not theirs, but one of the most um, uh, intriguing things about Grenard is, is his frame. You know, his height, you know, he's a little bit shorter of a guy than they'd maybe typically like at that position, but because of the length of his arms, his athleticism, you know, Grenard's a guy who trimmed up a little bit, I believe, ahead of this last season. Um, I don't know if that was just him or if that's something that D'Amico or Matt Burke recommended uh, for what they wanted out of the position, but whatever the case was, there there was something unique there that they liked about Grenard's skill set and just athletic ability and stature period. So you go with a bigger kind of a guy like that, not saying you're married to any one particular philosophy or idea. It is ultimately about the player and the athleticism of the player, regardless of the size. I think that is something to kind of look at when you start seeing edge rushers being brought up uh, to the Texans' liking, maybe, if they're mocked in the first round or the second round fairly high. I think that's something fair to look at because you look at a guy like Will Anderson, a little bit of a you know more wiry kind of a built guy, taller, strong, powerful, obviously very athletic again. You start getting into these bigger guys, you might be able to cancel some of those guys out is all I'm saying. Are you ready to get football horny? Ah, uh, yes, always. So um, This is the right music for that, too, isn't it? Uh, is that weird? Former co-worker of mine, mm-hmm. NFL uh, network analyst Lance Zerline, uh-huh. has Latu's NFL comp mm-hmm. as T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt. Let's go. Best in the biz. Yes, please. Best in the biz. Let's go. Yeah. Boy, and that's that's when you start going crazy and you start seeing the NFL comps. That that just gets you going. How could it not? I mean, his comp is TJ Watt. Yeah, how about that, man? How about that? Uh, that that's a nice one. Here, you know, something else that Charlie Campbell said that kind of perked me up a little bit is uh, Byron Murphy, who over the last couple of days, you know, when it's early, it's the combine. These things happen. Texans meet with him. You start talking about it. How it'd be a good fit. Sure. Look, the Texans are meeting with a ton of guys, a ton of guys. It's almost two dozen guys that they've met with that have only been reported to date uh, at this time. And there's going to be a ton more. But Byron Murphy is somebody that Charlie Campbell had said, that defensive tackle out of uh, Texas, that he didn't think would be available at 23 and could even climb. Um, That's going to be interesting because 
we know that it's the case. The Texans want and should need to. Will Kunkel, who joined uh, the drive earlier today from Fox 26, he's out at the Combine, reiterated the same thing, everything that he's been hearing. Uh, the Texans wanting to build the front. Um, there's a reason why a lot of these guys' names are surfacing and are linked with the Texans at this point in time. Is is there a situation that you think the Texans could even find a way to maybe move up in the first round if there is a dude like that that they feel like they absolutely need to have? Charlie, you know, with the idea that, hey, Byron Murphy's moving up boards, mm-hmm. I've seen him moving up boards as well. He's got Byron Murphy going 11th I was to gonna, Minnesota. Uh, in that, yeah, I was going to ask you if it's like moving up as in close to the top 10. Well, that, there's a good answer. I don't. Honestly, I don't think the Texans need to move up. I, I don't think there is. I mean, if you were to tell me that they don't Byron have a lot Mur- of the draft capital this year to do that, but well, I mean, look, they have a two. They have a, my my issue is this: if you tell me Byron Murphy's available at eighteen, all right, I might now consider moving up a little bit to to go get him because I can jump from twenty three to eighteen, mm-hmm. probably for what. A third or a fourth? I was going to say, like, what do you, what does it take? I mean, the Texans have a third and they have two fours. You know, do you throw an extra four somebody's way? And But because they've drafted so well mm-hmm. over the last three years, I don't feel like they're in a position where they have to move up to get one specific guy. Like, if they don't get, like, that guy is going to make or break them. I don't, I don't feel like that's the case. Yeah. Last year, they moved up. They got who they thought was the best quarterback. They got who they thought was the best defensive player. They had extra draft capital. They moved up. They got two guys they thought they could be rock pillars of their organization. They were right. Uh, they got two guys that thought could be rock pillars of the organization. They hit. They hit on both. So now, I don't feel like you have to move up to go get that kind of guy because you could take whoever the best available guy is in the spot that yeah. you're at and still get a damn good player without compromising your draft capital so that you can utilize the guy utilize the slot you have. Now you got a couple of fours. If you yeah. want to package those up and, and move back up into the third round, okay, like I could see that. Yeah. But I don't see them moving up into say like the top fifteen of the first round. I just don't think they have to. No, I agree. I, th- I think that was kind of a dumb question by me because now as I'm thinking about it, like if I use last year's offseason as a template to, you know, how the Texans built this squad last year and they built more than 50% of it, you know, uh, only 48, 47% of the guys that were on the 22 squad returned. Everybody else was new. They signed a ton of free agents last year to one-year deals, but specifically with the defense, well, y- you didn't, draft dudes and play them right away. You went out and got Jimmy Ward. You went out and got Denzel Perryman. Uh, You already had Blake Cashman in-house. You went out and got Sheldon Rankins, right? You went out and got, even during the season, like depth pieces necessary at the edge, in the interior, uh, in the safety, you know, corner. You relied more so on your younger guys, guys you drafted literally last year, Tank Dell, anybody, a second-year running back in Damian Pierce. That obviously didn't work out. Um, John Mechie, Xavier Hutchinson, not saying they were a big part of the offense, but, I mean, in large part, like, they were the bodies available to you that you absolutely needed to have somebody to line up offensively late in the season. (laughs) Didn't throw the ball to them much, but – they relied more on those young guys offensively than they did defensively. By that metric and philosophy to build the team last year, is it fair to say that they probably attack it quite similarly this year, where if you're going to continue this stellar defense that D'Amico Ryans has created, it's probably going to be with another solid mix of veteran and the developing players. You're developing players? I would still throw a Jonathan Grenard into that because he's very young. He's only going to be in his... Uh, fourth, fifth season this next year. Will Anderson at two. And it, the good mix of young and veteran on the interior that you already have. Linebacker. All over the place. There's a good mix. I think it's fair to say three guys are going to get paid by the Texans this year. And then the rest of the roster is either going to be through the draft, mm-hmm. undrafted rookie free agents, mm-hmm. uh, or, you know, the... You like I call the, the bargain basement shopping yeah. that Nick Casario has proven to be very adept at. Yeah. You know, he's going to go get a lot of one-year contracts, mm-hmm. guys that are scheme fits, mm-hmm. that have kind of fallen through the cracks, or maybe you're coming off a bad year or coming off of 
you know, not having a, a stable environment around them. And he'll put it together very similar. I think three guys get paid. Mm-hmm. If John Grenard is one of those three guys, only two guys get paid. If Dalton Schultz or Hunter Henry or Noah Fan, uh, John, yeah. uh, oh, was the guy who got John Smith who got let go by yeah. uh, Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah. All right. If one of those tight ends also gets paid, now you're down to one guy who gets paid. Mm-hmm. Running back or receiver. To me, if you've got Nico and Tank. And a pass-catching tight end, go on the running back because you need them. And if your running back is also a receiver, like a Saquon, uh, like an Austin Eckler type of guy, uh, they're they're more worth the money because that guy doesn't come off the field. Right. What about linebacker? I'm asked that question to you. You think about it, 713-572-4610, because the Texans very well could be looking to bring in another familiar face for D'Amico Ryan's also coming Ooh, that's up. That's called a tease. Yeah. Also, I told you this was going to be the case, so don't act surprised. I'll explain next. It's Sports Radio 610. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 